I went to the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, also known as IIN, in New York City around 2006. I was living about an hour and a half away at the time, so I commuted via train into the city. Once I reached Grand Central, I took a few subway rides and walked a couple blocks until I reached the school when it was located at Jazz at Lincoln Center in Columbus Circle, which is right at the southwest corner of Central Park. School was one or two weekends a month for about nine or ten months. During that time, we had guest lectures from Anne-Marie Colbin, David Wolfe, and Deepak Chopra, just to name a few. Now at that time, keto wasn't popular, so the focus of several lectures was on healthy grains, the importance of vegetables, yoga, and not eating processed food. Each weekend, we received a book bag of goodies, which included books from our lectures, CDs, some food samples, and informational packets. During lunch, we would travel to the basement of the building where our Whole Foods was located. This was a mecca for us integrative nutrition students who were desperately searching for umeboshi plum and perfectly looking kale. When we got back to class, we sat through a few more lectures in the amazing auditorium that we were seated in. Then we all went our separate ways in the evenings. I traveled to the city with three other women, but we didn't really hang out after class. They took the train back home, but I couldn't afford multiple trips, so I hosteled around the city with a friend because it was cheap. I survived my weekends in New York City with subway fare, food, a ride home, and a place to sleep for less than $100 each time. If you have been to New York City, you know it is not cheap. I stayed with some friends a few times, but mostly stayed at hostels. The rooms were big, with rows of bunk beds, and sometimes you had a locker near you. The showers were gross, but it was what they had. I would sleep with my travel bag as my pillow, hoping no one was going to steal anything. I did inventory every morning, and luckily, I was never robbed. At the end of the program, I graduated as a holistic health coach, and I could not have been any prouder. I used that coaching certificate here and there and tried to start a mini business, but it never took off the ground. I have seen other people who were very successful with their businesses, such as Andrea Beeman and a controversial YouTuber who has chased several different diet and lifestyle changes, but will remain nameless because I know many people have different beliefs about her. I was hooked from school to follow everything they taught me. I use those resources to eat better, cook better, have better knowledge on food and products, and I wanted to spread this information everywhere. I did what I could to preach the good word about health, the dangers of sugar, white bread, and shake and bake. If you saw a crazy girl telling you about how you should replace your panko with cornflakes, that was me. I didn't do it to be an asshole. I did it because I cared, and I wanted everyone to get better and to feel better. While I was doing this, I had a gut. I had a weird low-hanging gut that I was continuously ashamed of, and my parents even gave a nickname for. I sweated profusely and have been doing so for years, but couldn't understand why I was doing it. I had an overacting brain on some days and brain fog on others. I was unhealthy, but I thought I was on my way towards being healthy. I looked up IIN years later and found several different forums on people calling the school a cult because they compared the chanting, lectures, information, and the coaching to a cult. We did sing and dance, we watched videos, we all strongly believed in certain things, but we never worshipped anything. 
We never thought the apocalypse was coming and we needed to steam our broccoli or else we would be captured by reptilians. But I understand where they're coming from. Cults lure people in who are looking for answers, who are needing something to believe in. They reach out and are able to get into people's weaknesses and provide them with shelter as long as they obey the rules. A new member gets love-bombed and feels a sense of home and that they are finally among people who are like them. And all the while, people have no idea that they're in a cult. Cults will draw a person into their belief system to satisfy a desire or a deficiency that an individual has which hasn't been fully fulfilled by religion or another belief system. They will use fear tactics to keep you in with the promise of being righteous and following the right path. Members will collectively follow the leader without question, and when beliefs are questioned, the member is shunned and punished for their sins. There is no getting out, not without severe consequences to the individual. When I joined IIN, I was bombarded with welcomes and given bags of materials. I was looking for an education that involved healing and doing good and IIN fell into my mailbox. Seriously, I have no idea how their school catalog ended up in my mailbox. I needed to believe that there was something beyond my terrible environment, and I was willing to do whatever it took to obey the school schedule and commitments. I danced, I sung, I cheered, I met amazing teachers, I found answers, I found friends, and I found security. After the program was over, they offered support, continued resources, and graduate incentives. I still value the teachings of IIN, and I am extremely grateful I had nine months of traveling to New York City, hosteling and eating on almost no money, all the while getting an education and getting out of my house. I don't regret joining, and even though I don't know how the program is now, I would recommend anyone who's interested in benefiting their health to check them out. So was I in a nine-month cult? I was allowed to leave when I wanted, but I never wanted to. I was allowed to hang out with whoever I wanted to, but I chose certain people because of my social anxiety. I was never told that I had to believe in something, but there was a general consensus that fat was bad and healthy grains were the only way. I could ask questions, but no one challenged the health gurus who taught us or thought that they were teaching anything harmful. Here is my take. I don't think I was in a cult. But I do think it was a tunnel-visioned program, geared towards emphasizing the diet mentality at the time. I see a lot of people on the internet now preaching the latest and greatest diets with swoons of followers, leaving coconut oil for duck fat. When it all comes down to it, make the best choices you can for the situations that you have. And if you can swap out your candy for some strawberries, then more power to you. Be in it. But don't lose yourself to a delicate, fluctuating societal mentality that will hop on the next lifestyle bandwagon for Instagram likes at the drop of a booty pic. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please follow me on Twitter at MindChicken or leave a review on iTunes. Listen to anywhere you listen to podcasts or visit ChickenMindNuggets.com.